When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Tottenstown. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Titans Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. We have got plenty to talk about today as training camp. Uh, this is kind of like the first full week that we really had because in our last episode, we, we only had, had a couple of we days. We only had, yeah, just two days. So this is the first full week that we've had so that there's plenty to talk about. Um, and then a couple of roster moves also. But before we get started... Well, before, Like you were about to say, before we get started... We have a big announcement to share with everyone. Oh yeah, like we we really do, and it's something we've been holding off on talking about we for a while. Yeah, we couldn't talk about it, but we are excited to announce that along with several other NFL podcasts for other teams, we are joining the Pigskin Podcast Network, and we look forward to working with all the other uh, guys and girls, and you know, just podcast on that and. You know, really excited about the opportunity. And like you said, we've known about this for a while, been having to hold it in. You know, news that exciting. That's that's hard to keep in for as long as we have. Like a never mind, not even gonna go there. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're obviously super excited um to be joining up with the Pigskin Podcast Network and we're ready for all of that to get underway. Um and really just the the football season coming up to get underway. And you reminded Which, me of something that I had no idea about you, today. I mean, you're slipping. I, it you was, are. It was a – which, by, it's two, like, completely irrelevant teams in, in, to me. Whoa. Uh, so, <laughs> Shots fired. So that's where that was coming from on my end. But anyways, uh, before we get into – Well, you're not going to tell everyone what it was. I mean, football oh, is back tonight. Well, the yeah. Hall of Fame game. I mean, game. I figured that was kind of – which this is episode won't be going up until tomorrow, but well, we're recording right. it We're recording on, Thursday, on Thursday. Hall of Fame game tonight between the Cowboys and Steelers. You know – Like I said, two, to me, irrelevant teams. So, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Um, just my two cents on that. So – Everyone but, has their own opinion. Before we get into the meat of the podcast, um, go ahead, plug the merch, and then – We'll do the social media, all that stuff. Guys, like we've been, like he mentioned, we have merch. And if you want some Titans Time merch, want to support the podcast, the YouTube, you need to go check it out. You need to go to Titans Time dot my Shopify. That's S H O P I F Y 
com slash collections. We have hats. You've seen the shirt last week and on YouTube, you know, just going to be holding the shirt up again here. You know, several different colors. This is the gray. You can get black. You can get red. You can get different kinds of blues, even different colors of gray. So there's that. And then we also mentioned the shorts. I figured I would bring these out this time. You can see the logo down there on the, the left side of them. Like I said, only drawback with them, pockets aren't that deep on them. And those are only, they only come in white, right? Yes, these shorts only come in white. We also have fleece shorts that I believe you can get in gray, white, and maybe black. I can't remember for sure. But we have iPhone cases, Android cases, stickers, you know, just a whole lot of stuff on there that you definitely need to go, need to go check out. Yeah, for sure. And... He said the link, but it'd also be down in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video. So go down there, check it out, click on the link, uh, and check out all the stuff on the website. Also make sure that you're with us on social media. The ones that we're most active on, on Twitter, it's Titans underscore time on Facebook. It's Titans time. And then on Instagram, it's Titans time podcast. And guys, another way to support the podcast and the YouTube is make sure you go subscribe, rate us five stars on the audio podcast. Leave us some comments, some questions. Guys, you have no reason to not leave us questions now because training camp's here, football's back, there's stuff to talk about. So leave us some questions and we'll make sure to answer them on the next podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, go down. If you haven't, that red subscribe button, click it, turn it gray, hit the post notifications button. That way you never miss when we upload, even though, I mean, we pretty much have a schedule mapped out right now where we're going to be uploading on Fridays. But still, never miss when we upload. Like the video, share the video with your family, friends, everyone else, and leave us some comment. Give us your thoughts on who you think's been standing out in training camp or you know, ask us some questions there too. I just completely blanked on what I was going to say to segue us into <laughs> the next portion, but it doesn't even matter. Um yeah, so if you've made it through this extra long intro of ours, now we're finally going to start to get into the content. Um, and speaking of standing out in training camp, uh, Julio Jones takes a bad fall the other day. and it, it was just a little awkward, I mean, from what I'm hearing. I'm it. trying to like really bring <laughs> some like intense drama into the like beginning of the show, give a little hook, and then it's like, I mean, it really wasn't that bad. It was just kind of an awkward little... <laughs> like, Julio Jones, um, if you haven't been keeping up with training camp, really bad shape right now. Um, you know, took a terrible, nasty fall at training camp the other day. And th that bait into the story. But anyways, uh, so Julio Jones, he's missed two straight days. Obviously, they didn't practice today. But go ahead, just your initial thoughts on this. As of right now, I'm not that worried about it. I mean, we know with the Titans... Vrabel's not going to give us anything. No, anything at all. I mean, when it comes to injuries, they they keep it all in-house. We're not going to know about it. So, But we're still early enough in training camp that I feel like the Titans are just being very cautious with him. They don't want to put him out there, possibly cause something major to happen, and then he'll miss the season. No, they're going to, I believe, probably closer in the next couple of weeks, just slowly work him into some things, maybe put him off to the side with Tannehill just so they can get their timing down, you know, a little bit more 
even though it won't be in like seven on seven or eleven on eleven, you know, still they can work on their timing a little bit more. And Julio's been in the league for a while, so he can not be out there for training camp and just focusing on learning the playbook more. And I think he's going to be okay. Now, if we get on towards, you know, the last week or so of preseason and all of that, and he's still not out there, okay, then I might start getting a little concerned that he may miss, you know, the first game or first couple of games. But right now, I'm not too worried about it. Like you, uh, I don't think we're going to hear anything about what's going on with Julio. Um, Well, I mean, Vrabel even said in his uh, press conference the other day, or when he was talking to the reporters after practice, he pretty much told them, Julio Watch is going to be continuing on for a while, just going to go ahead and get all this out there. We're going to be cautious with him. You know, you may see him some days out here, some days not. He might be over on the other field by himself doing some stuff. He was like, I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. That way we don't have to talk about it anymore. Well, here's the thing. That's exactly (laughs) the point that I was about to get to. It's going to be very similar to the Adoree Jackson stuff last season. The reporters are going to just continue to hound Mike Vrabel about this. I think, honestly, at this point, because it is like just a going joke now that it was just so hilarious last season, some of the things about Adoree Jackson, that they would just really get on Mike Vrabel's nerves about it, especially with him being that type of guy like you mentioned, that's not going to let a lot of information out. So they're definitely going to keep hounding him about it. Um, but I definitely think that they're taking the right approach with Julio Jones. He's not a guy that's – I mean, he's not Racy McMath, okay? He's not Mason Kinsey. He doesn't have to be out there every single day. He is that guy that they can do exactly what they're doing right now. They can be cautious with their approach. Make sure he's not going to have any sort of nagging injury going into the regular season. Right, and you know, you bring up those other guys that are out there, really fighting for, you know, one of the wide res- wide receiver positions. Right. I mean, they're they're lower on the depth chart than Julio Jones is. So, but now just kind of shifting gears to another guy that we haven't seen in a while, Josh Reynolds. He's been out. I don't think he's been at practice the last six days. Does that concern you any at all? Well, you know how I feel about Josh Reynolds. Uh, I think whatever is holding him back right now, um, his superhuman body is just going <laughs> to begin to naturally heal whatever's going on. And so I think that by the time the season gets back. So it, you're saying he's like Deadpool, something happens. Yeah, and- yeah, very similar. Um, so like whether whatever is going on, whatever strained muscle or twisted ankle, whatever it may be, it's – his body is just going to build it back. It's going to build it back stronger. <laughs> We're going to see, honestly, a better wide receiver when he comes back onto the field. All right, so now honest answer besides all that bullshit you just um, Honestly, I, I don't know. With the amount of time that he has missed, it is a little bit concerning. I hope that it's a cautious approach, just like what's going on with Julio Jones, and it's not going to be one of those, those things like uh, that that's nagging him on into preseason and the regular season and something that can easily be – you know, tweaked, just boom, with a snap of a finger like that. Right. And, you know, we're not really making that big of a deal about the Julio stuff right now because we think that everything's going to be okay with him, even if he's not out there for, you know, the first couple preseason games, which I think there's only three for him. But, you know, as long as he's back by kind of the 
end of the preseason, last little bit of training camp before the season starts up. But now Josh Reynolds, he's a guy that, you know, I'm hoping that maybe he can get back out there, you know, at the latest this next week because he was having a really good training camp. And that's a guy that I want to see in these preseason games, and I want to see how he's going to fit, which obviously probably not going to get just a ton of playing time in those games. Yeah, I don't see many of our starters getting – or our main guys – getting a lot of just playing time in these three preseason games. I think it's going to be more of guys who are trying to make the team and either, you know, maybe be on as depth pieces or special teamers. Which is also interesting because I'm ready to see those guys and just really uh, picking out of the receiver group specifically because that's what we've been talking about uh, here for the start of this podcast and really a lot recently because it's an interesting group right now. And so, Racy McMath, Mason Kinsey. And just since you mentioned Racy, A.J. Brown had some pretty high praise for him. I don't know if you got to see where he talked to reporters, but uh, as soon as he said this, he started laughing. He was like, everybody stopped and started writing that down because he said that, to a point, Racy reminds him of Julio because he has that bigger body, he's physical, you know, he can go up and get the ball. He's not saying that Racy is Julio, that he's the next coming of Julio. He just said that, was basically saying that certain attributes of Racy remind him of Julio. Which is honestly one of the best things that you can hear about a young wide receiver. Right, and going from like the mini camps that they had earlier in the spring to training camp now, you watch some of the drills that Racy's doing, and you can tell that he has improved. His footwork's getting better. Does he still have a drop ball every now and then? Yes, but it looks like he's getting a little bit better about bringing in those catches. Well, and he's in a really great situation too because, you know, he has those guys like A.J. Brown and like Julio Jones that are really great mentors for him there, and I don't know how much time he would be spending with Julio um, if he's off somewhere else on another field or something, but – Obviously, you got to think he's getting at least a little bit of he's he's being led by Julio at least a little bit, and then of course AJ Brown, who the other day next to the wide receivers, and I saw someone else tweet it and mention it, and which brought it to my attention, looks in a different class from every <laughs> other wide receiver that it was standing there in the group, and it's just insane. He's not the tallest receiver that we have, but he is just you look at him and he looks like a running back exactly because of his size, and. You know, you talked about some of these younger guys. A way that Julio can still help these guys out, even if he's not out there on the field, you know, if they have some, like, film breakdown or something, he can be right there with them and, you know, giving them pointers and everything else. Or just, you know, say he ends up going out there, but he doesn't participate in any drills. Again, it's one of those things he can pull these guys to the side and be like, hey, here's what you can do different or here's how you can improve that. And the leadership from A.J. Brown, seen this yesterday, they were doing like a quick out route. And for the defender, they had a trash can there. So the receiver had to come up as soon as they cleared the trash can, cut towards the sidelines. And A.J.'s first rep, he went up, kind of hit the trash can with his arm. You know, it just, it was a little messy. It wasn't a good, clean route. And instead of just running to the back of the line, AJ kind of showed some leadership and was like, okay, we're, you know, we're not going to accept that. 
we need a lot better than that. And he's like, run that back. And he jumped right back in the front of the line and ran a much better route. So just that leadership that he's showing there of, we're not going to take anything less than you know perfect or the best that we can do. Yeah, and it's just those little things. Because honestly, in day-to-day, you know, in that scope of things, you're that those are just little things, right? But those things add up, and conti- continually, exactly. these younger guys begin to start to, you know. Well, that could be the difference in a game of actually being, you know, open and giving right. the quarterback a place to put the ball versus maybe you run a little bit of a messy route and a defend the corner is able to jump on the route and you know knock it away at least and another thing is julio's attitude really because that's one thing that i love about him he is that guy that even you know it's a running play and he knows he's not going to be getting the ball on that play he well he's julio jones nobody nobody is gonna hate on julio jones if he's not you know 100 percent all out blocking for this run play that doesn't matter to him he is that guy that will go out there he will lay blocks if there's an interception He'll, he's going to lay a big hit if he has a chance. And it's that <laughs> attitude that can trickle down to some of these wide receivers there you know, at your wide receiver three, and then your guys that are making the roster there at five and six. And once that whole receiver room, receiving room gets that attitude and just follows after those g- good leaders up top that A.J. Brown and that Julio are going to be, you have a solid receiver room there. Right. And, I mean, I think our receiver room is – especially learning under these guys, they're just going to keep improving all year long. Now, spot that's kind of given a little bit of trouble trouble in training camp, and it's because really guys are just going down a lot quicker than what you never want guys to go down hurt with injuries. But our offensive line is starting to get really thin in training camp. I know the Titans have signed some other guys, but you have Taylor Lewan, who he's working on getting back out there. He's going through their jog throughs. You know, he's out there for warm ups, one on ones, but he's not out there for like the team drill, the seven on seven, 11 on 11. He's not doing that yet. Vrabel said there's a lot of communication going on between him, the trainers, the doctors, Lewan. You know, they just want to make sure that he is completely healthy, ready to go. And, you know, Lawan says he's feeling good. He's kind of revitalized. He's happy to be at camp. And, you know, he said several times, you know, if you ask me before this year, you know, before the injury, anything else, hell, he doesn't want to be at camp. (laughs) He just wants to be there for the games. But, you know, then you have Tyson Brylo, who got activated off the PUP list. He was back off the field yesterday. He's hurt. Then um, I'm blanking on his name. Let me see here. Uh, Spencer Pulley, who the Titans signed just six days ago. They just put him on IR today. So, you know, all these things, and they've had other linemen uh, go down. And then you have Dylan Randoons. Who uh, supposedly has been struggling. As he camp has. has has been getting started, and you know we were really high on him and thinking I'm still that, high on him, but well, he here, is having some growing pains. Here, here. Here's what I'm going to say: 
if he doesn't get something turned around quick, we thought that he could very possibly be the starter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's but with the way things are going right now, it could be David Questenberry. It could be you know if Sam Brilo gets back and is able to you know get through training camp healthy. It could be him, Kendall Lamb. I was going to say Kendall Lamb. I mean, um, I mean, I think that that's a guy that really is a prime candidate there. If Red Dunes can't turn something around, and I hope I'm saying his name right because I haven't had a lot of practice saying it. But um, if he <laughs> no can't judgment from me. Get the, yeah, you're the like the name butcher, just the name butcher. That's just that's you. <laughs> um, if he can't get things turned around quickly, to me, Kendall Lamb right there, perfect prime candidate to take that spot. I think any of those three guys, you know, Sambrilo, Questenberry, or Lamp, any of those I would be, you know, okay with. You know, Questenberry last year, were there some times he messed up? Yeah, but, you know, that, that happens around the league. You're going to have guys mess up. And Sambrilo, I feel like he was pretty good for us last year, you know, coming in. But I believe – uh Ben Jones talked about this in one of his interviews. You know, really, the offensive line could also look off because, you know, you're not all, they're not just putting their starting five out there. They're rotating different guys in to see different line combinations because, I mean, look at last year, all the injuries that we had. You know, you guys were having to get used to working together. So by doing this, you kind of create a little bit of chemistry there. But you know you need you have Ben Jones and Roger Saffold who really every now and then they could use a couple of days off in training camp just to make sure that they're good to go for the season. And right now with all the moving around they're doing, I want to you know preface this a little bit. I'm not taking anything away from our defensive line, but our defensive line is looking stellar right now because of how things are going with our offensive line. I've been hearing good things about Tier Tart coming into his second year. He's looking really good. I think the dude is going to be an absolute beast. Uh, I this do year. too. Then you have Jeffrey Simmons, who, you know, I think a lot of nothing has to be said there. You know, right? I mean, you know, he could very well have his breakout season this year. Even Laurel Murchison, been hearing some good things about him, and apparently Danico Autry is just bullying people and blowing up run plays and everything else. Well, that's good to hear definitely from uh, about the defensive line. On the offensive line side of things, um, I mean, I definitely like the fact that they're throwing in different combinations right there because right now is the time to be experimenting, you know. Um, week one against the Arizona Cardinals, that's not the time to be experimenting with different combinations. Right. Well, you don't want to experiment it. That's, that that's what I'm you, saying. You want to have done that. Right. Previously, you, you want them to have some chemistry so that if something happens and one of those guys has to plug in, your offensive line can keep going without missing right. a beat. You get to that situation, you get to that point, and then I, 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 Roger Seifold ends up having to come out for a quarter, two quarters. He ends up having to miss some time because of something, unknown reason, whatever. You don't want that to be the first time that you have tried a certain line combination. You have no idea what's going to happen. Switching things in and out as much as possible right now, in my opinion, is a good thing because they're not only going to see, they're not only going to build chemistry between these guys, but they're going to see if 
a certain person goes down, what is our best combination from what we've seen in camp? What is the best combination now that he's out that we can put in there? Right. Who's going to be the best person to plug in to that specific role? Now, going back to Dylan, the trouble that he's been having is mainly guys who can get low on their rush. And I think this was also a knock on him, you know, when he was coming out into the draft. If you have a guy that's, you know, shorter, like even uh, 6'1", something like that, if their rush is low enough, he has trouble getting to them and, you know, pushing them out and keeping them from getting around him. So, Especially if they're able to get low and then have that quick move to, to get right around him before he can really react. Right. So... These are things that he just needs to keep work on. It's growing pains for a rookie. You know, you kind of expect A lot that. of it is going to be technique stuff that the offensive line coaches can really help him with. And honestly, and, some of these veteran guys. Well, and even Vrabel hit on this a little bit. It's not making the same mistake over and over again. You know, correcting that mistake getting and being consistent. Like, there's times where Vrabel pretty much said... You know, he's correcting this and doing this, but then a little bit later, same thing happens. So it's getting that consistency down and being able to repeat it. But going from one rookie to another, and this is also jumping to the defensive side of the ball, Caleb Farley has been active from the PUP list. I have seen some extremely exciting videos of Caleb Farley, and it's not that anything spectacular is happening. It's just the fact that he is out there and he looks good. He does. Again, like LeJuan, he's not in the team drills right now. He's doing, uh, you know, he's going through the warm-ups, going through the defensive back drills. They had a uh, bunch drill that they done with their receivers and defensive backs. And, you know, that's one where they're not actually throwing the ball. They're wanting to see how their receivers out of that bunch set run the routes that they're given and how the defenders guard that. And in the video I seen of Farley being out there for that, uh, I believe it was, uh, again, you've already said it, name butcher, but Westbrook. uh, Oh, Westbrook King? Yes. He come out and he had a good cut on his route, it looked like. And he had a little space in between him and Farley. And Farley turned on on the Jets and was right there. That's the guy that I want on DeAndre Hopkins. Right. And even, you know, just seeing that burst of speed that he has. And a lot of people joked around because his first rep for a defensive back drill, they throw the ball, it goes right through his hands. You know, he misses the interception. But then, hell, he's been looking pretty good besides that. Seen another drill, you know, they're throwing to a dummy and they want the defensive backs to cut in front, intercept the ball. Golly, his speed is I mean, like <laughs> it's I said, incredible. That's the guy that you want on Hopkins. That's the guy that you want on Tyreek Hill. And that's going to suck for him, honestly, in his rookie season. That's really going to suck for him. But that, it's just going to be one of those things but where – he wants the challenge. Yeah, and it's going to make him better. It's really, It really is going to make him better um, to – and this is looking way ahead, but to play out the rest of his rookie contract, those – moments and those guys that he's going to have to hopefully I think I think it's going to be him it could be Janoris Jenkins I don't know but I think it all depends on how the rest of training camp goes if it gets to where he can actually be out there for the team period 
you know, and be on the field for the seven on seven and eleven on eleven. For sure. If he can get out there and do that, then there's that chance. But right now, you know, you want to take it slow with these guys. You want to let them get completely healthy, truly be ready to go, and I think that's what they're doing. I agree. Um, another topic that I wanted to hit on real quick because it is something that we have brought up uh, in the past a couple of times, and I said that it wasn't really necessary, but as things have started to change a little bit here in camp, um, it was pretty apparent that Deshaun Kaiser really needed to go. <laughs> and I'm not so sure, in my opinion, that the guy they replaced him with is going to be much better. But uh, Deshaun Kaiser out, Matt Barkley in, uh, coming in to compete with Logan Woodside for that backup position. So what do you think about Matt Barkley? Um, I mean, let, let's hear your thoughts first. Uh, which it, you know, it's really hard to dive into some of these backup quarterback, you know, battles, I guess, because you're looking at it like, okay, do I want this guy leading the team? If something were to happen to Tannehill, do I want this guy leading the team? I really don't want either one of them <laughs> leading the team, but that's going to be the case for most NFL teams though. Right. You know, you may have, there may be a handful of teams that have that backup quarterback that you look and you're like, okay, if something were to happen, they would probably be okay. And the last time that that was apparent for the Titans was with Ryan Tannehill as the backup to Marcus Mariota. And since then, it hasn't been the case. So, anyways, now Matt Barkley coming in. He's 30 years old. I mean, you can you can say the guy's a veteran. Um, he's had 19 career appearances, seven of those being starts and he's thrown 22 interceptions. He's done pretty good against the Titans, though, when he's played them. Well, I, so. you know, I mean, that definitely can count for something. Um, he's not going to um, – I don't think this is going to blossom into, you know, a backup career for him. Um, if anybody wins out this spot, I think it's going to be Logan Woodside, just well, my honest opinion. I mean – Barkley is a guy, though, that I definitely rooted for coming out of college. And I definitely did not have a whole lot of football sense at that time. Obviously, with him being 30 years old, I was a lot younger. But he was a guy, for some reason, that I just kind of attached to coming out of college, and I really liked him. And then he just continually was not very great. Right. And, I mean, really – I guess the only argument you can make for him is he has a lot of in-game experience. Yeah, I, whereas, I mean, whereas Woodside doesn't. But I mean, I thought know. he was going to be the guy for the Eagles there for a while, and then you know he just never was. Um, but I mean, you know, eleven touchdowns, twenty-two interceptions, um, passer rating of sixty-six. So you know that. He has experience, so there's something there to be said for that. I mean, that's definitely valuable. And I don't know. I mean, between him and Woodside, I can't really say that I'm a whole lot more comfortable with one than the other. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a toss-up, but if I did have to pick somebody, I think I would say Logan Woodside. Uh, My thoughts is that Logan Woodside is probably going to win out just because it seems like, at least someone in the Titans organization really likes him. 
or I, well, I don't ma- think he's bad by any means. He just ne- hasn't necessarily had that opportunity um, to really showcase anything. I mean, other than a couple of opportunities last season that he did have to come in um, and do a little bit, but really, I mean, he hasn't ever really had that opportunity. I mean, I believe it was the XFL. I want to say that he had a chance, uh, you know, where he played a full season and he, and he played well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sold on either of them. Um, I mean, for the Titans, what does Woodside have? He completed that one pass on a fake punt to get a first down, you know, so is that enough to say, okay, there it might have go. been the AAF that yeah, he, I, I, I get. I get those leagues mixed up all the time. But I, I wanted to check that and make sure whether or not it was the XFL or the AAF. But either way, the, I don't know. Those are sometimes confusing to me of who played in what. But anyways, I I think he had a really good little stint there, um, in the AAF. And I want to make sure that that is um the one that it was and that it wasn't the XF. I'm pretty sure now that I'm looking at it that it was the AAF. So I, I think you're right on that. I you know, I was trying to rack my brain whenever you said XFL and I didn't think it was that, so I think it is the AA, AAF. Um yeah, 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 it was. Again, I just think that with the backup quarterback, I mean, do do you honestly think that there's any way that Woodside doesn't get it considering he's been around or he's been with the team for you know the last couple of years hey I definitely do think that there is an opportunity for Barkley to come in and having some in-game experience and maybe he has you know turned some things around you know and we've seen before Ryan Tannehill career revitalized with the Tennessee Titans there's a small slither of a chance that Matt Barkley comes in, has a good camp, beats him out for that backup position, maybe shows some good things in preseason, maybe shows some good things a couple of times throughout the regular season. There is that chance. It's small, but it's there. I mean, you're not wrong. There, There is that chance. But, you know, we'll just – let's let him get to training camp and kind of go through – we'll get into practice and see how he does compared to Woodside. Now – Going from one position of concern to another, kickers. Right. The, you know, we knew that the kickers for the Titans were having trouble. I mean, one day combined, they were both 60%, three for five. So the Titans kept Tucker McCann, uh, released, I'm, I'm going blank on his name, but then ended up signing Sam Ficken. And Ficken is kicking <laughs> right now. I mean, so far... He definitely sounds like a winner, for sure. So far, since he's been there, he is, I believe, like 12 of 13 on his kicks, where if you add all of McCann's up, he's like 22 or 23 out of 29. Now, Ficken did miss uh, the other day. I'm trying to find... Uh, where exactly he missed from. Uh, going back to Tuesday, Ficken and McCann both hit all their kicks. So, you know, that was good. I know McCann yesterday missed two from 40, 
And I'm trying to remember where Ficken missed from. Um, I know he, he was 7 of 8. I can't find it here, but he missed one. So, But this might be putting a little bit of pressure on McCann. And maybe Ficken isn't the answer, but maybe he's better than what we had for an option. Yeah, I mean... I'm glad that there's someone in there that can give McCann a little bit more of a push. Right now, I definitely think McCann is still going to be the guy when the season comes around. Ask me the same question next week after seeing a little bit more. Maybe my answer is different. This Ficken guy might be legit. I don't know. Never heard of him. Like I said, name sort of sounds like a winner. Kind of teeters. I I believe that he kicked for the Jets. Kind of teeters in that zone between being a weird name that – you don't really want on the team. And also, like, that name that's just, like, unique and weird enough that it's also awesome. I mean, we we have some luck with kickers named Sam, don't we? Yeah, I mean, Sammy Sloman, <laughs> which, by the way, I think is an awesome kicker. Just honestly, that's very biased <laughs> just because of that one time um, where, you know, he had the, the, the double doink. But double doink. <laughs> I, that was just honestly – that play specifically just hot me up so much. The fact that it was Sammy Sloman, it a double doink, and then like it was just well, everything. I mean, we're out here in my living room, jumping up and down, excited because at first we're holding our head like, right, are, like that did not go in. Are you serious? Are, are you kidding me? But somehow, by the grace of God, this ball just magically double doinks and just finds its way in he was not going to be denied all right so we've jumped back to living in the past for a little bit we need to bring ourselves back to the present because last thing i have to talk about and i want to get your opinion on it because i don't know if you've seen anything about it but yesterday in practice it kind of ended you know on a i guess a bad foot um the which another thing i want to hit on before this the Titans went unscripted in practice yesterday. They made it seem more of like an in-game feel. It wasn't a, okay, you're going to do warm-ups, individual drills, then we're going to do the one-on-ones, then we're going to do red zone drills. No, they they did their warm-ups, individual drills, and then it was just kind of, after that, offense, defense, subbing different people in and out, making it like a game situation. Right. And... You know, I, I like that. I hope the Titans keep doing more of that because Vrabel was trying to get the energy back up. You know, when you go do the same thing over and over and over again, the the energy isn't going to be there every day. For sure. So this was a way to mix things up. Apparently Vrabel was, you know, doing a lot more yelling, everything else. But the way it kind of come to an end is Brady Breeze got tossed from uh, practice. Yeah, I, I did see a little bit about um, that. You know, I don't think it was like a headhunting hit. I think it, you know, I don't know. I didn't hear that it was like helmet to helmet or anything, but I think there was some contact to the head area of Des Fitzpatrick. And Vrabel thought that, you know, it was a little excessive, unnecessary, kind of defenseless receiver. So, you know, they got him out of there. Now, you're talking about a six-round pick. He's doing what he can to try and make this team. He's a young player, and Vrabel even addressed that. He's a young player. You know, he's got to learn. 
you know, and this is your teammate. You know, you don't want to injure your teammate. Right. And, but do you think that this is going to have an effect on absolutely. whether or not he makes this 100% team? absolutely. Because I I am just like you. I feel like he's a young guy. I feel like six-round pick, that is definitely, by, nobody's guaranteed a spot on the team. Six-round pick, you are 100% not guaranteed a spot on the team. I right. mean. Well, you, you really have to come out and earn your spot. You have at got, that point. You've so got you, to turn heads. You've you got to make a good impression. Mistakes. Exactly. You've got to make a good impression for yourself. You have got to honestly play your balls off. I mean, you've got every single play. You've got to be giving it all that you've got. So I think he's probably just trying to put everything that he's got into it, make a really good play. Maybe went a little bit too hard. Maybe a little bit of an unfortunate situation, and then he ends up, you know, doing something maybe he didn't mean to do. Right. But once the head coach takes note of that, says that was a little bit too much, and you get tossed from practice. That's not. Now, I mean, there is now a little mental note in Vrabel's head every time that he sees this guy, every time that he sees that name. Okay, that one time. There's that mental note there now. Right, but he still has a chance. It's not like the situation in Carolina where they had a defensive back go up and, I mean, just clobber a defenseless receiver. You know, it was contact to the head, and Panthers didn't waste any time. He was ejected from practice, and he's done being cut from the team. So it's not that bad of a situation. At least, I definitely think he has a little bit more work ahead he, of him right. now he, he's than got, he previously did. He has a tighter leash, yeah, for sure. for sure. But it's still a situation where he can possibly come out and show these coaches something and work his ass off and still make this team. Even, you know, we have Byard and Hooker and a couple other safeties. So he really, he's probably pushing for a special teams spot. But doing things like this and making these mistakes that get you ejected from practice, that's def- that definitely makes it a little bit harder to end up making the team. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, if he does make the team now, uh, if he makes the final roster, I would say he definitely, definitely deserves it if he ends up getting it because he is going to have to work twice as hard probably to to end up edging out some of the other guys there. I agree. So uh, that's all that I've got for the episode. I don't know if you have anything else you want to throw out. That was it. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Tighten up.